want to welcome our friends listening at this time on KKVVAM. We continue our series, The Fruit of the Spirit, The Fruit of the Spirit, and today we will be concentrating on long-suffering. Our speaker today is Pastor Wayne O'Bannon. Pastor O'Bannon has been an influential force in the Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church. He's married to one wife, and we hope to hear great things from him today as he ministers to us through the <laughs> Word of God. Before we hear from Pastor Wayne O'Bannon, we will have another thrilling uh, message in song by Sister Gail Ellis, followed by Pastor Wayne O'Bannon, Hear Ye Him.
Amen. I'd like to say thank you, Sister Ellis, for those wonderful numbers, inspirational numbers. Good morning, family. Happy Sabbath. Are you blessed today? What I mean to say is can you see in your life the hand of God? To know you are truly blessed to have God looking out for you. For me, this week, and the activities of this week have been monumental. On November 4th was my son's 22nd birthday. And I called him, wished him happy birthday, and told him how proud I was of him. He's never been locked up. He's never done anything that I know of <laughs> to dishonor the family. So I'm very proud of my son. He uh, turned 22. And as I think back to the day that he was born, he's three years younger than his sister. And I had had a time with my wife, my two sister-in-laws, my sister, my mother, my mother-in-law, with my first child, which was my daughter. And I said, Lord, it's my time. I need somebody that I can play with, even though I play with my daughter the same way I play with my son. But that day in the delivery room when my son was born, and I saw for sure that it was a son, <laughs> I said, praise the Lord and hallelujah. Also on November 4th, Something else happened. And I can say I have truly seen for the first time in my life. In these. United States of America. The country. Coming together. Making a statement. Now yes there are still. Factions that. Resisted and are still resisting. But the majority has spoken. Yes, we can. And yes, we did. Amen. This United States made a statement on Tuesday, November 4th, 2008. 
that all men are created equal under God. And that God is no respecter of persons. And I believe that if we can unite, if we can unite under and stand with a man named Barack Obama for president of these United States, then I have no doubt that it is within our power, through the Holy Spirit, to stand for Jesus in all things. King of kings, Lord of lords, our God and our Savior. In Daniel, the second chapter, verses 20 and 21, the Bible says, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the time and the season. He removeth kings or presidents, if you will, and sets up kings or presidents. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Then over in the same chapter, Daniel, I mean the same book, Daniel, chapter 4. Verse 17, this matter is by decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomever he will and setteth up over the bases of men. Brothers and sisters, this is not a racial issue. God is in control of this earth. No matter who is in, no matter who has been in and who will be in in the future, God has his hand on this world. So don't be confused. Just believe. And then in Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, as joyous as we were to hear the announcement, there's a greater joy coming when Jesus is seen coming in the clouds of glory. The word of God says in Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why? To the glory of God the Father. Thank God for what he does on behalf of his people, his chosen people. We again want to welcome all of our guests to God's holy Sabbath day. 
And again, we acknowledge our KKVV listeners. Welcome. And remember, there's always a seat for you here at the Abundant Life Church. Let us remember our senior pastor, Pastor Calvin B. Rock, and his team who are evangelizing Kenya, Africa. The joys of going to speak the word of God in another country is truly a blessing. And as the screen said, we want to continue to ask God's protection over all of our ladies of abundant life and new life and their friends who boarded a bus that left around 1 a.m. Friday morning. I was out here with them. Shed a tear. My wife was leaving. <laughs> but I'll be happy to see her return. <laughs> Headed over to Northern California, and we pray that they will arrive home safely. Brothers and sisters, we are blessed by God. From the youngest to the oldest, from the richest to the poorest, from the wisest to the most foolish. And there's a whole bunch of foolish folk around. But God still blesses all of us. God in his mercy loves us and always cares for us. In 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 22. The Bible says the Lord will not forsake his people. But there are many today because of sin and suffering feel that God has forsaken them. But how many of you believe that there is a difference between suffering long and long suffering? Pray with us today on this subject, long Suffering, Father God, we are thankful to be in your house on your holy day. We ask now, Lord, that your spirit that is already here will begin to sink in, penetrate the hearts and the minds of all of us that are here, of those that are listening, that we may know that the long suffering you allow us to go through is for a reason. And that reason is to glorify the Father. Bless us now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. For a few weeks now, we have been looking at the fruit of the Spirit of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. One fruit with nine different characteristics. Now, when we explore the first three, love, joy, and peace, we are eager to grab a hold and say, yes, we need the fruit of the Spirit. But as we consider the fourth characteristic, long-suffering, we pause and we wonder, do we really want the fruit of the Spirit in our lives? Realize, brothers and sisters, this is the character of God. 
in our scripture reading this morning, and I want to thank Miguel for doing such a wonderful job. First Timothy chapter 1. First Timothy chapter 1. Beginning at verse 15. The word says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief, Paul says. How be it for this cause, in other words, how be it to save sinners I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. Do you believe on Jesus until everlasting life? If you do, Paul is saying longsuffering will come to you. One fruit, nine characteristics. Webster defines long-suffering this way. Bearing trouble, bearing pain, or things of that nature patiently for a long period of time. I thank God for the long-suffering he shows toward you and me through his son, Jesus Christ. Turn now to 2 Peter chapter 3. Love to hear the pages turning. It is said that the Bible is what? Basic instruction before leaving earth. If you don't know, you won't go. And... And I didn't get that from Johnny Cochran. <laughs> the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not that any, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Jesus in his love for us while we were yet sinners who are still sinning gave his life for us not just the earthly life he lived for 33 years on this earth where he took on the form of man and lived but also his seat next to the father. For 33 years, he was separated from his father physically, but he was connected spiritually. You see, we rarely ever think of it that way. 33 years living in a sinful, sin-filled world versus sitting next to his father in glory. And whether you know it or not, each time we sin, 
we crucify Christ afresh. Yet, he is long-suffering toward us. Jesus suffered long, willing to do whatever, willing to endure whatever, even death to save you, even death to save me. 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 1 and 2. The word says, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. God is so good. Because we don't deserve any of the goodness God shows toward us. Not anything. Turn now to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Beginning at verse 38, the Bible says, Jesus speaking himself. Jesus says, and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Oh, how many times we've heard people say, I'm going to find myself. The prodigal son thought he was going to go and find himself. Brothers and sisters, if you find your life and Jesus is not there, you have actually lost it. Jesus says, he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. The word of God has many examples in the Bible to inspire us to be long-suffering in this life. One is found over in Matthew chapter 9, where long-suffering can lead and strengthen us and test our faith. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 and 21, And behold, a woman, which was diseased and with Disease with an issue of blood, 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within her heart and within herself, if I may touch his garment, I shall be made whole. But Jesus stopped. He turned about. 
And when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that very hour. Now we know the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus and the disciples walking down the road, people bumping into Jesus all along, touching him, touching his garment, but not receiving any power. I ask you a question now. Why are you touching Jesus? Is there something you want? Is there something you need? If you touch him amiss, you receive nothing. But if you go in faith to Jesus and touch him, you will receive that which you ask. Then there's the long suffering that strengthens our persistence. Mark chapter 10. Mark the 10th chapter. Blind Bartimaeus. Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out to Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat on the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he cried out, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Hold on, brother. You got to be quiet. Jesus is here. And he cried the more, a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Are you allowing people to stop you from calling on Jesus? And the Bible says further, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And he cast off his garments, rose, and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately, immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Brothers and sisters, the Bible can help you through any problem this life may throw your way. God has an answer. God has a solution for all your problems and all your questions. Then over in the book of John, St. John, chapter 5. St. John, chapter 5, beginning at verse 2. Now there is at Jerusalem... By the sheep market, a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, 
of blind, hot, withered, waiting for the moving water. You see, the, the, the thought was that at a particular time, an angel would come down and move the water. And that whoever was able to get in first would receive the healing that they needed. When Jesus saw the man lying, he knew that he had been there for some time, 38 years to be exact. And he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, while I am struggling, while I am long-suffering, trying to get there, another steps in before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. So easy, so simple for Jesus. All we have to do is bring our problems to Jesus. Even when we believe it's impossible. Even when there is no man to help us, we can always count on Jesus. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. Then, believing the impossible, Genesis 17, 16 through 19, we Know the story about Abraham and Sarah. Abraham, 99 years old. Sarah, 90 years old. Old folk. And God promised them a son. Abraham laughed. Sarah laughed. God didn't hold that against them, though. He had made a promise. And when God makes a promise... Even though we don't do our part, he'll still come through. Abraham and Sarah had Isaac because Jesus promised them. And the covenant continues in you and me. And then my favorite, John chapter 9. I want to thank Pastor Lewis for helping me out with this. I had to call him last night and say, brother, you got to help me out. And, and he's more savvy on the computer than I, and he was able to reach into the net and find just what we needed. Long-suffering for the glory of God. John chapter 9, beginning at verse 1 and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? The man? His parents? This man was born blind. Who sinned? Jesus answered, Neither. Neither has this man sinned nor his parents. But he is blind that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Brothers and sisters, some of us are going through trouble just so God can be glorified. 
It's not about you and me. It's about him. The book Child Guidance, page 173, says the fruit of the Spirit are elements of Christian character. They are the Christian's crown and shield. In other words, when we endure trials and tribulations on behalf of God, we will receive a crown of life. But many, because of long-suffering, because of the long-suffering of God, live lives of presumption. They make the mistake of thinking that because they know of God, and they know that God is love, that they can live their lives as they please. Once saved, always saved? No, my brothers and sisters. Salvation is a work of a lifetime. We may have salvation through the grace of God, but until I am standing on the streets of gold, there's an enemy still messing with you, still messing with me. And I have to hold on. I have to be long-suffering in Jesus' name. Proverbs, the third chapter. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. You can't live your life as you please. You must glorify God in your life. The scripture says, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and in the sight of man. Brothers and sisters, if we stand for God in the workplace, we will be blessed You will receive good understanding in the sight of God and man. Verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. See, sometimes we, we think, we know, it's all right, I understand, I, I understand. You don't understand a thing if God isn't in your life. The devil has a way of making you think you understand, but you don't know. Verse 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him. In all thy ways acknowledge him. On the job, in your home, what you eat, how you dress, how you talk, how you worship, how you pray. How you sing, acknowledge Jesus in these things. And you will not have to worry. No one will have to question the song you're singing. No one will have to question what you're wearing. 
Because you have already decided whatever the Lord is blessed by in my life, I am going to do. And if it's not blessing God, you're leaning to your own understanding. Say, I know of God. The Lord is, he doesn't mind that I dress like this. He doesn't mind that I eat this little thing. But the Lord says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. And then finally, be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Leave it alone. Turn away from it. Don't go in there thinking, oh, I'm a Christian. I can handle this. Young people, I can go in the club. I don't have to dance. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Why are you going to the club? That's all they do. Why waste your time? Brothers and sisters, we must put on the character of Christ. And we must put on the whole armor of God. You see, some of us have on some of God's armor. And we're unprotected. That's why we question standards of the church. That's why we question, well, I don't know for sure what the Lord meant when this was written. God is clear. The word of God is simple. That even a fifth grader can understand it. God is not a God of confusion. If you want to know God will reveal it to you. But if you're trying to get your own little understanding on, you will look at it and say, mm, I don't know. I got to study on this a little more. Ever learning, but never coming into the knowledge of the truth. Put on the whole armor of God. Not only, not only for your protection, but also to lead others to Christ with the hope that you have. The song that was sung, Christ is our hope. Turn now to Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17. Beginning at verse 7. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Is the Lord your hope? As, as much as I am happy and, and, and just ecstatic that Barack Obama is going to be the next president. My hope is not in Barack Obama. I'm happy to see that the country can, can begin now to see through that glass that we must treat everyone. As the Constitution says, all men are created equal. But some of us know we have suffered long. 
we have suffered long. But God is beginning to get ready to send his son back. And he's beginning to allow people to see some things differently than they saw them before. But the spirit of God will not always strive with men. When they say peace and safety, everything's going to be all right, watch out. Sudden destruction is on the way. Blessed is a man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and spread out her roots by the river. And shall not see when the heat cometh. In other words, when the heat bears down, when trouble gets rough, you're not moved. But her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful in the day of drought, neither cease from yielding fruit. Brothers and sisters, we are to be long-suffering toward others to help us, to strengthen us, to become fruit bearers. If you are a tree planted in Jesus Christ, you should bear fruit. There's a story in the Bible of Jesus seeing a fig tree afar off. Beautiful green leaves. And in his mind, this tree must have fruit on it. And when he arrived, he saw a beautiful, clean, flourishing tree but no fruit. Are you a Christian rooted and grounded in this truth yet bearing no fruit? We must be fruit bearers. Romans chapter 7 and verse 4. As we're winding down. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions, the directions of sin which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law. That being dead were in, we were held. That we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. In other words, I said it in the Sabbath school class, we are not under the law when we're following Christ. When you're obeying Christ, you don't have to worry about the law which tells you what you're not doing right. The fruit of the Spirit is God's Spirit that He wants us to have. Do you want the Spirit of God in your life? Do you want it in your life? Right now, 
as the musician begins to play. I want you to close your eyes. Everybody, close your eyes. Just for a moment. And look at the picture of God you have on your mind and in your heart. Look deep. Look at the picture of God that you have. Are his arms opened and outstretched? Are they open and outstretched towards you? Or is he pointing his finger at you? As if to say, you're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. You need to do this. You need to do that. Brothers and sisters, if your picture of God is the latter, you have the wrong picture of God. The God I love, the God I serve, the God who loves you has his arms open wide. I tell you today, you cannot outsin God's love. Let me say that again. You cannot outsin God's love. In other words, you can't do anything that God won't bring you out of if you want it. God loves you that much. Until probation closes, his arms are open wide to all who will come. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But after... After probation closes, after the father says, it is finished, he that is guilty, let him be guilty still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. But in Matthew chapter 5, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory. Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another. As a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. But to those on the left, verse 41, Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. God has been long-suffering toward us, brothers and sisters. He has suffered long waiting for us. 
He is waiting for his children who he created in his image to be brought home. And soon he's going to stand up. He's looking forward to being reunited with us. Now look again at that picture of God that you saw. If it is the God that is pointing and not the God of heaven, brothers and sisters, it is the God of self. That's the God that Satan wants you to see, a God that's always blaming you for doing wrong, always pointing out your imperfections. But the true image of God is a God of love, a God of mercy, a God who is waiting for you. How we see God in our lives is how we treat others. If we see a God that's always pointing and, and finding fault, brothers and sisters, we're doing that with others. But if we see the God of love, the long-suffering God, then we are 